0: Krishna, are you able to hear me? All right, so uh, I'll get started. Um,
1: it's, uh, I guess, my pleasure to, uh, and my honor to try and speak something uh, for this Janamashmi. Um, so I'll just say invocation prayers, and then get started.
2: Oma Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshu Runnalitam Yena Shri Guru Venamaha Shri Chaitanya Manobheshtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Swapadhantikam Vandeyam Shri Guru Shri Utapad Kamalam Shri Varun Vaishnavamsha, Shri Rupam Sagrajatam, Sahagana Ragunatan Vitamtam Sajivam, Sadvaitam Savadutam, Parijana Sahitam, Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Shri Radha Krishnapadan, Sahagana Lalita, Shri Vishakan Vitamsh. E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagat Pate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namos Tutay Tapta Kanchenagaurangi Radhe Rindavani Shwari Rishabhanu Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpataru Biasha Kripa Sindhu Vyayevacha. Patitanam Parvani, Bio vaishnavebhyo Bio na. Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityānanda Sri Advaita Gadādhara Sri Vasadhi Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare. So thank you for joining me. I see uh Prayim Prabhu,
1: prao uh, Krishna Mataji. So thank you for and uh, I believe um Madana is there. So thank you for joining me. Um, again as i said at the beginning um there are many uh, it's my honor and um to try and speak something for this Janamashmi, uh for krishna's appearance uh, although uh, there are many more qualified personalities than myself to uh, to speak on such a high topic um it's by the grace of uh uh, our dear god brother Prabhu that he thought to give me this opportunity um, and also with the blessings of uh, Gurudev to try and speak something so uh, as I was uh, yeah, as I, when I got informed by Gurunishtha Prabhu on what to to speak on uh, today um, I was uh, trying to contemplate, you know, what exactly to speak on, because uh, Sri Krishna is not a, um, it's not an easy subject, and he's, uh, he's not so easily understood. Uh, so what can I say, right? And I'm only a, a very beginner uh, in this process. Um, so a couple of questions did keep coming up in my own mind, though, and trying to explore them a little bit and share with you. Uh, Some of my own thoughts and uh, what I've heard from uh, previous and past devotees, as well as what I've tried to scrape from some of Guru Maharaj's lectures um, and share that with you all. So some of the questions uh, that came up was, who is this Krishna that we are worshipping? And then in what way is Krishna worshipped? And what differentiates how the Gaudiya Vaishnavas worship Krishna from the other sampradayas? Right, so, these were the three questions that um, I tried to think of. And uh, trying to answer these, the way I looked at it was um, uh, some of the source materials I used was Srila uh, uh, Sanatana Goswami's uh, uh, Brihad Bhagavatamrita. And Srila Jiva Goswami's uh Gopala Champu, as well as uh some talks by Srila Sridhar Maharaj, uh, our own Guru Maharaj and uh, his divine grace, E. C. Bhaktivedanta, uh Srila Prabhupada. So um the uh the very first thing uh was um who exactly is this Krishna that we are worshipping and why is he, how is he different um, or is he different from all of the other Vishnu tattvas that we are uh, familiar of hearing about like Narsimha Deva, Sri Ramachandra, and so on and so forth. We hear so many of the uh, sages and the great devotees of the Lord are always praising him that Hari Ananta, Hari Kata Ananta as uh, Tulsidas Goswami uh, says, meaning uh, the Hari is he expands himself into uh, uh, unlimited forms, and his kata or his pastimes, therefore, are unlimited. So, and each of those pastimes are to, there to cater to each of his devotees. Um, now, at the very beginning, though. Uh, in Bhagavatam, we hear that uh, uh, the Lord exists in three forms, right? Uh, there is Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. Um, Srila Shridhar Maharaj, uh, in, his, um, in, in a book, uh, it is titled uh, here, I'll show. Titled, uh, so you, you can see that. Uh, He's entitled "The Search for Krishna: uh, Reality to Beautiful," uh, which is based on his talks. At least, uh, right at the beginning of that, he uh, he discusses that um, the Krishna that we are uh, that we're seeking um, is uh, it's is is our own is our birthright. Uh, There's actually a very uh, beautiful quote he says um, that he quotes from the vedas itself he says oh you sons of nectar sons of the nectarian ocean sea please listen to me you were born in nectar you were born to taste nectar you must not allow yourselves to be satisfied by anything but nectar awake arise and search for that nectar search for sri krishna reality the beautiful so the search for Sri Krishna then becomes, oh, who is this Krishna again, right? That original question. Um, and as I said, we have these three natures, of Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. And he almost dismisses um, at the very beginning that this idea of uh, Jignasa that we hear from the scriptures, this is what the very Vedanta Sutras teach us at the very beginning, that... The purpose of this human form of life is to search after the nature of Brahman, our own self. It is also the nature of the Lord, Brahman. But he says that this is a uh, logical jugglery. Um, and uh, it, is, it is more of a... Uh, it doesn't give us full satisfaction. Uh, what we are always after is rasa, pleasure um and that can never be denied whether one is liberated or not we are always searching after that and um uh, the only place that that pleasure actually exists in full uh is with krishna so the brahman uh uh, because the rasa is not really there uh, for the enjoyment um he dismisses so next we go to the Paramatma. Um, and again, uh, sometimes if we take that path of yoga, it is described that uh, we sometimes get entangled and absorbed in maybe the mysticism and whatnot that gets uh, shown there. And Guru Maharaj has explained that uh, sometimes uh, the seekers the meditating on the paramatma they think that that paramatma is themselves and they get confused by that they don't see their real nature and therefore they get lost or uh, taken taken aside uh, from the path to make uh, progress into uh, towards Krishna so then we come to bhagavan right and then at the very beginning of bhagavan um, we have that uh, Bhagavan, as Srila uh, Prabhupada um, likes to uh, uh, translate, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, right? He's a, a person. Now, what type of person, though? Um, so, this is where my own reflections uh, start to come in as I was uh, studying and trying to understand what uh, Jiva Goswami and uh, Sanatana and Goswami were uh, teaching us in their um, in their revelations. So, at the very beginning, we have uh, Lord Vishnu, who exists in three parts, uh, the Purusha avatars. Right, they are in charge of the creation, maintenance, destruction of the material worlds. And even above that, we have um, in Vaikunta. Uh, Lord Narayana, who expands himself in many forms and associates with his different devotees in different ways. Now, when we go to Lord Vishnu, um, uh, if you all uh, think, like, what exactly are the pastimes of Lord Vishnu when he is uh, lying there on the ocean of either milk or the Karana Ocean? Um, uh, he's not actually doing anything. Uh, there's no there's no activities. And we hear of his size. he's he's gigantic. Um, uh, what kind of service will we actually be able to do? Um, the only person that seems to ever be able to serve him uh, in that capacity is Mother Lakshmi. Sometimes we see that she's just massaging his feet. Nobody else has any service to do. Um, so there's little interaction,
0: actually. Uh, with Lord Vishnu. Um,
1: And as we go up uh, further and further, we start to see that um, uh, as different devotees uh, interact with uh, the Lord in different ways, um, we come to a place where we hear in the Bhagavatam that the, the first example of, uh, of um, pure devotional service is uh, Prahlad Maharaj. Now, what distinguishes Prahlad Maharaj in his way that he interacts with Lord Vishnu compared to the way other devotees interacted with the Lord up to that point, if we read Bhagavatam, um, we see there are many devotees who prayed to the Lord for certain things or they had certain issues And he would appear and he would satisfy those issues, right? So some examples, like Gajendra. Gajendra, uh, for many, so those who might know, he was a a great elephant, right? And he was uh, stuck in the water, bit by a crocodile, in which he struggled with the crocodile, it said, for a thousand celestial years, going back and forth. And uh, he prayed to the Lord finally because he found that there was no way he could free himself so finally he prayed uh, raising a lotus and thinking of the lord remembering him and lord vishnu appeared right there and uh, took him out of that situation killed the crocodile and uh, freed him um and we don't see any um you know, there's reverence. They all appear with reverence and they, they pray to the Lord and thank him. Um, in the same case with uh, uh, others like Dhruva Maharaj, uh, mother Aditi, uh, they all pray for something and they get it and they are very thankful. And their, uh, their interaction, you could say is very cordial uh, with the Lord is very respectful. Uh Whatever the Lord says, they take and they accept up to the point though, of Prahlad Maharaj where Deva appears. And uh, there, uh, for anyone that remembers or knows, uh, Dev says something to Prahlad Maharaj. Uh, he says, ask for something. I'm very pleased with your devotion to me. You've gone through so much. Uh, but you've never wavered in your devotion to me. And I'm very pleased by this. Um, so he says, ask for something. And then it was, it's a very interesting, it was the first instance that I can think of, at least, when anyone knows better, they can correct me. Um, but Prahlad Maharaj's reply to the Lord at that point, it wasn't just, yes, Lord, I will say something. He says, I didn't... Uh, Am I engaging in business with you? So, this is very interesting in that he almost talks back to Nirsimhadeva. He says, What are you telling me to ask for something? I didn't pray to you for something, right? I didn't pray to you as a business deal that I should offer my prayers and then get something in return, right? So, this aspect that Prahlad Maharaj, we hear, is the first instance of pure devotional service and i was thinking why is this considered pure devotional service Um, and that i'll try to expand on as we kind of go into uh, more details right so we see this interaction with the lord as i said with uh narayana is very cordial it's very um everything is very uh, uh straightforward uh There's almost, but there's almost a distance in uh, what we see with the Lord and the devotees. Right. And that actually gets brought out uh, quite um, clearly by Srila Sanatana Goswami when he explains to us in Brihad Bhagavatamrita the journey of Gopakumar. He goes to very uh, varying different abodes, uh, the different existences up to the point of Vaikuntha. And there in Vaikuntha, he sees the Lord, right? And what does he say? When he actually sees the Lord for the first time, uh, Sanatana Goswami says, Tad-tar-sanananda-bhare-natesham
2: Vismitya-sikshambhata-parshadhanam Gopalahe-jivita-ityabhikshanam Roshanadhavam
1: Gopakumara was saying, he said, I was absorbed in the bliss of the Lord's darshan and forgot what his associates had instructed me. Thus loudly shouting over and over again, O Gopala, O my life and soul, I ran to embrace the Lord. Then in the next verse, Gopakumara says,
2: Rishte stetail vigna verae drishta te vino mahaka prakurvan re maati re moham ya patam tadagri.
1: Said observing my condition, those prospective associates restrained me. They drew me into this, drew me, this threw me into great distress helplessly overcome with prema i piteously lamented and humbly entreated them and then fell unconscious in front of the lord so up to this point what had happened was gopa kumara gets to vaikuntha and he is uh he is told by the associates of the lord you have to behave in this way when you see the lord offer these prayers um, Again, very cordial, very uh, straightforward, right? It's a it's the etiquette that we would have when we meet a king, right? Or uh, so it's the the it's a, it's like a very lofty personality that we're meeting, and so it's hard to have any personal interaction with them. But Govikumara was of the nature that uh, the Lord is my friend, uh, and he wants to rush and go and embrace him, as he says. But again, he was restrained, right? Because in Vaikuntha, there is some decorum that has to be followed, right? And the Lord uh, follows that decorum because that is what the devotees there appreciate,
0: right? Um, now, as Gopakumara goes... Further
1: on in his journey, um, we go to a place above Vaikuntha. And the first place above Vaikuntha is, uh, as Tanatana Goswami describes, um, Ayodhya, right? Ayodhya, the abode of Sri Ramachandra, right? So when Gopakumara goes there, he sees that the interactions, that Lord Ram has with his family members um, and the, the people of Ayodhya is a little more intimate, right? Um, and if we uh, hear uh, Valmiki Ramayan, uh, we see that uh, uh, the, the, the pastimes of Sri Ram are very much human like. Although the activities that he engages in, uh, when, we, when we actually think about them, uh, no human actually could, could actually engage and do those things. But he is very human-like in that he expresses emotions. He expresses these emotions that normally we never see Lord Narayana express. right? In this way, he's more human-like, right? We'll think we'll also discuss what that means, human-like, as we go on. Uh, But uh, some examples of that, right? Um, So when uh, uh, Sri Ram leaves the forest or leaves the Ayodhya, is exiled, um, he is taken on a chariot by Sumant, who is the, the advisor of his father. And a dear friend. And Suman takes them a certain way and he then leaves them there. And Sri Ram tells Suman that now you need to turn back and go back to Ayodhya. If you don't go back to Ayodhya, then Mother Kaiki might think that um, you've not actually fulfilled your vow and left us in the forest. Right. So when you, she actually sees you and understands that we are in the forest, then she will actually be relieved that her wounds have been granted. Now, um, when Balmiki Maharishi, when he writes as Sumant is leaving, uh, what, does, what does the scene look like? It's not that uh, the Lord is um, always calm and collected like he is in Vaikuntha, but he is crying along with Lakshman and Sita Devi. They're all crying very profusely. Other instances, When um, uh, Lord Ramachandra had uh, reached Sugriva, he uh, got to the point where uh, Sugriva told him all of the problems that he was having, and he forged a friendship with Sugriva. And in that friendship, he swore that he would help Sugriva regain his kingdom, his wife, and he did so. He defeated Vali for Sugriva and then reestablished Sugriva as the king of Kishkinda. And then at that time, there was a four-month period of Chaturmasya, So they couldn't really travel to look for Sita Devi as Sugriva had promised he would do. Right? So in that meantime, the four months were going by. Lord Ramachandra he had sworn never to enter a uh, city. Uh, so he was sitting at the Rishya Mukh Mountains where Sugriva used to stay, and he was waiting there with Lakshman. And there, Valmiki Muni again re, uh, reveals to us that uh, the lamentation and uh, that Lord Rama was going through, right? Uh, of course, the only person that ever saw this, though, was um, Lakshman, right? If Valmiki Muni had never uh, revealed it to us, we wouldn't have known. Uh, what the Lord was actually going through, that he was actually going through all these pains. And what was the pain that he was going through? He was thinking that so many months have gone by that Chaturmasya has ended. Now two months have uh, 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 gone by and uh, I still have not heard anything from Sugriva. Right? Sugriva had been lost in the pleasures of the palace and he had forgotten his promise. Um, and he got angry, right? Uh, and he sent Lakshman with a message to Sugriva. He said, uh, "The path that uh, uh, Vali went is still open, right?" So this is a, a roundabout way to say that he sent Vali to the uh, uh, to the to the next abode with his arrow. That path was still open for Sugriva uh, because. He was not being a true friend, right? Again, these are instances where we see the Lord is actually being um, much more human-like in his, um, in his interactions with his devotees. He's willing to be a little angry uh, sometimes and show that anger uh, to, uh, to his devotees even, right? Usually the other times he's very quiet and calm, right? But then uh, there's a, there's an issue here also with and uh, uh, um, how Sri Ram interacts. If we if we carefully look at when he shows emotions and who he shows emotions to, uh, we see that he only shows it to a very small, close knit uh, few, right? His very friends. His only, only his brothers, um, and his and his uh, wife, only really get to see that, right? Uh, the lamentations that he suffered and went through, only Lakshmanji actually really knows it. He never really showed it to anyone else, right? Um, even when Sita Devi gets uh, uh, slandered by the people of Ayodhya, um, and she gets sent to uh, um, and she's and so Lord Ram is thinking of sending her to exile. Uh, the first thing he does, he doesn't actually want to send her to exile. He um, he requests Bharat or one of his other brothers that they become the king, so that he and Sita Devi can both retire to the forest. Right? This is uh, how uh, Valmiki Muni uh, uh, reveals it in the Uttarakhand of. Uh, Valmiki so that was his first inclination that uh, he opened his mind to Bharat but Bharat, Lakshman, Shatrugna they all uh, reject that <laughs> so they said no we, we won't accept we cannot be king uh, the people only want you as king and it would be a great blot for us to become king while you were there right so they reject his uh, proposal but again he only revealed that to his brothers His close knit family. So there's something lacking there um, for, say, the other devotees, right? Uh, We can think of in terms of uh, if you have a friend, right? If you really have a friend, sometimes one of my friends he got angry with me. Uh, He said um, you were going through some problems, but. You never told me anything right so what kind of friend am i right am i really your friend if you can't reveal your thoughts or mind to me then i'm not really your friend right in the truest sense right maybe some formality is there we're like more like acquaintances but and we might share some good times but in your bad times you're not willing to um share those with me so therefore we're not actually friends All right so we can think in this way uh, the lord is even as sri ramachandra uh, he is friendly to everyone but in terms of sharing his innermost uh, thoughts and reflections he does not do that necessarily with anyone and everyone very few get to see that All right then uh, following the journey of Gopu Kumar, uh he leaves Ayodhya and he goes further. He goes to now Dwaraka. Right? And in a recent lecture, um, Guru Maharaj was saying that uh, we understand that Dwaraka is perfect. And then we hear Mathura is more perfect. And then Vrindavan or Vraj Gokul is the most perfect. Right? So, this made me think, like, so what is, what is this, right? So we come to the abode of Krishna now, right? So Krishna is Krishna, right? This is usually what, we, what I was thinking um, until, you know, uh, coming to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And he said, well, which Krishna? Is it Dharakadish Krishna that you're worshipping? Is it Mathuranath Krishna that you're worshipping? Or is it Rajendra Nandana Krishna that you're worshipping? So then the question comes like, why are they making such a distinction between these uh, Krishna, right? Why is, it, is it, are these forms really different? So again, following the journey of Gopakumar, we, um, we hear, and also in the first part of Brihad Bhagavatamrita, we also hear um, Sanatana Goswami uh, realizations that um, this... Uh, when Gopal Kumar goes to Dwarka, it's very similar to Ayodhya, right? Dwarka dish, Krishna's Krishna is reigning there, is like the king, right? He's treated, but he there's also a little more intimacy, right? It's not just this close knit family, but there are many, the family is expanded, right? All the Yadus that are sitting. Uh, in a in a dwaraka know him more, right and during the day or when he's awake, um, they all interact and they're all uh, you know he's their life he's the he's the very breath of their life. Uh, they cannot uh, live without him. but then there is a as um, sanaatan Goswami reveals to us, when Krishna is asleep in Varaka, then something troubling happens for the devotees in Varaka. And what is that? He uh, he's calling out to someone else that's not them, right? This is imagine this is very troubling, right? If you if you love someone and while they're sleeping, they call out to somebody else. Uh, this is, this is called a problem, right? Uh, so Krishna is there in uh, Dwaraka. And who is he calling out to when he's unconscious, when he's asleep? And, and for everyone that's in the palace, they know, right? He's calling out to the residents of Vrajad, right? He's calling out the names of his mother, Yashoda. He's calling the names of Nanda Baba. Uh, he's calling the names of Subala, Radha, all these personalities, right? And to the the dismay of the the residents of Dvarika they understand while Krishna is awake, he um, he's interacting with us. But uh, when he's asleep, now we're actually knowing his real mind, right? And many of the palace all of the people in the palace they all know of this um of this mentality that krishna has where his heart actually lies right his heart actually lies in Vrindavan. he's staying with them because of why what reason is he staying with them right uh narada muni speaking to Gopal kumara he he gives this uh, a couple of verses that talks about the nature of the Lord and why He stays there even though His heart is in uh, Vrindavan. He said, Tat prasadena bhaktanam adino
2: bhagavan bhavet yiti svatantriya bhanyeva natam dhadyan maheshvara manye maha preshta This is Narada
1: Muni. He was speaking to Gopakumar. He says, By the mercy of devotional service, the Lord is controlled by His devotees. Because it destroys His independence, the Lord does not bestow devotional service. I think that being under the control of his dear devotees is not a fault for the Lord, neither does it make him unhappy. It brings him happiness. It increases his glories, which begins which begin with his love for his devotees. So what Narada Muni uh, communicated to us that uh, Krishna understands the love that uh, his devotees have, and he always is trying to meet them uh, at that level, right? And then the devotees in Dvaraka, they all have love for Krishna, right? Even if we if we do an analytical study, uh, you might say, well, it's not as great as the love for Vrindavan, because that's where his heart is. But still, they do have love, and their love is, it's not false. It is also pure. That's, that's why Dvaraka is considered perfect, right? And to um, honor and respect that love, he does stay with them there, right? He does not leave. Um, actually, even up to today, uh, for anyone that knows, uh, that uh, there are several deities that used to stay in Vrindavan until um, the, the towns, the Moguls were going to raid uh, Vrindavan. And those deities were then moved uh, to uh, a kingdom where there was a uh, uh, Rajput king who was uh, very strong and therefore he was not going to get conquered. So uh, the deities, Radha Govinda Deva, uh, for instance, um, who was the original deity of uh, Srila Rupa Goswami, uh, Radha Gopinataji, um, one of the original deities, uh, Radha Madhana Mohana, I believe, uh, they were all moved to Jaipur from Vrindavan and uh, up to today you can still see that they are still in Jaipur they have not come back to Vrindavan right and uh, uh, some devotees have commented that uh, the reason for this is actually if you go to Jaipur and you go and you see the love that the residents there have for him uh, he can't just leave and come back (laughs) to Vrindavan Uh, as he pleases, right? Their love binds him there, right? So he stays there. So just in the same case, in Dvaraka, Krishna's heart might be in Vrindavan, but he stays. But when he's unconscious, he does reveal what his real, uh, what his heart is actually uh, desiring, what his heart is actually wanting. And this is a little more, this is considered a little perfect because um, here he's actually willing to reveal that, Right? Even though when he's on, only when he's unconscious, he reveals that to the residents there. Right, then we go to Mathura, uh, which is considered more perfect, and there, um, we see there are instances where Krishna will actually speak while he's conscious about Vrindavan, right, and he expresses um, his actual feelings. Not to everyone again, but to some, right? But this is now being more open to express his actual inner desires, right? Makes Mathura more perfect, right? And this is captured in a, in a short um, pada by uh, Surdas. Uh, for anyone that knows, Surdas uh, was a great uh, poet. Um, right around the same time as uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It might be a little bit later. Um, but he, re- he resided in uh, Vrindavan, and he wrote many, many uh, famous uh, bhajans that are sung even up to today by many different people from many different sampradayas. And in one such uh, paad, um he, uh, he sings, Udho Mohi Brija, bir- Birasa Birasata Nahi so uh, he keeps telling Udhava, this is Krishna speaking to Uddhava, that, oh Udo, or Uddhava, mohe um, brijya visaratanahi, I cannot forget Braja, right? I keep remembering Braja and I remember the residents there. I remember the swans, I remember the creepers, I remember everything about Braja. I keep um, uh, trying to, uh, um, uh, my mind keeps going there over and over again, and I want to keep going. I want to go there, right? The people he goes on—it's—it's it's a long doha. I, that was just the one line. Um, he says the the people in Mathura are very nice, but still, I want to go. My mind goes to Vraja over and over again. So. In this way, at least, um, we see that uh, Mathura. in one way, we say, why is it more perfect? Um, From the devotee's perspective, uh, the Lord is actually willing to um, speak a little bit of what he wants, right? Even though he doesn't do it to everyone, he doesn't say it to everyone, but he does say it to some. And they are also aware of it, but they don't know what to do. (laughs) <laughs> because if they tell him oh yes well you can go to raja then where will they be right they'll be lost right so this is a, a little different uh um there's a, there's maybe a little some selfishness <laughs> one could accuse <laughs> of the the Mathura Vasis or the Dwarka vasis of being uh with krishna and then uh Gopakumar finally he goes to uh Vrindavan, all right, Gokul. And now we hear that Gokul is the most perfect. Now, from the perspective of the uh the devotees, why is this the most perfect? Here is where rajendra Nandana Krishna stays, right? So what is so unique about Vrajindar Krishna? Right, the original question I was uh, thinking of right why is why is he so unique why is he different why do the Gaudiya Vaishnavas distinguish between Dwaraka Desha Mathurana and Rajinder Nandana Krishna right so this Krishna uh, that is in Gokul how does he act right is there any reservation in the way he acts with his devotees there and we can see actually there is little to none, right? He is fully open in what he feels um, and uh, what he wants, right? And Srila uh, Jiva Goswami um, gives us a very nice a quote that I was reflecting on in this respect. Um, it's in Gopala Champu, in the very first uh, or second chapter. Uh, entitled the beauty of goloka
0: he uh towards the end right he gives a quote um, uh, to actually
1: i should say it's in this the first chapter uh, the last verse that uh jiva Goswami quotes he says Uh, This is Nanda Nanda Maharaj speaking to Mother Yashoda. He says, Oh, Yashoda, you have performed many pious acts in previous lives. Your son is speaking in front of you, eats, tells what he wants, asks for his favorite things and laughs. Meditating on Nanda's words, choked up because of great affection, my mind becomes unsteady and stops functioning. So this this aspect of... uh, Krishna, how does he relate to Yashodamai, and also with his other devotees in, in Gokul or Raj, uh, is that he tells them what he wants. He speaks his mind, right? Um, and so how does, how does that play out, right? Uh, some poets, uh, some devotees, they have written uh, great songs uh, describing the naughtiness of Krishna, Krishna, uh, and his willingness to uh, show just who he is. Um, and so some of those examples, uh, one, one uh, poet in Southern India, um, Venkata Kavi, he wrote, uh, Krishna goes and he pulls the hair, the braided hair of one of the gopis from behind. And then when the gopis complain, what does he say? They say, what they complain, why are you pulling the hair? And then he complains and he says, why are your eyes pulling my heart? Right. So he's very willing to uh, talk back. <laughs> there is this interaction of uh, chastisement uh, uh, between him and his devotees in Reg that are, that is found nowhere else. Right. Uh, it is uh, considered um, reflecting on it. Is, he's actually more himself, most himself in, in Vraj than he is anywhere else. And the devotees there accept him just like that, right? They don't want anything else uh, from him, right? Um, so this is, uh, uh, and then some other examples, right? Um, yeah, not just with Mother Yashoda, but uh, uh, he says uh, to say Subala Saka. Um, for instance, Gopakumar couldn't go and embrace Lord uh, Lord Narayana when he was in uh, Vaikuntha. Um, but uh, Jiva Goswami relates that Gopala, in Jukupala Champu, Krishna getting ready in the morning. Subala goes there, and some other friends go there, and they're bathing Krishna. Right, that is there. That is how close uh, they are with him. There, so those types of things, uh, the Vaikuntha Vasis would have no uh, no chance of actually <laughs> engaging in. Right. Um, then other times he might complain to Subala and he might uh, explain to him that, oh, Subala, find some way for me to meet Radha. Uh, otherwise, I don't think I'll be able to hold on to my life, right? He says like this, that uh, Śrīla vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur might reveal uh, to us. And so in this way, he, Krishna is so willing to express his innermost desires, his innermost feelings, to his devotees in Vraja. and from the devotees' perspective, uh, as I was uh, contemplating, this makes uh, uh, what makes um, Vraja most perfect, right? Um, and this is this is actually our aspiration in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, right? To actually come to that to that land of, of Vraja. right? And uh, that land of Raja is, is uh, soaked with what? Um, is Madhurya, right? Um, Madhurya, in the terms of it is soaked with sweetness,
0: right? This is
1: another uh, meaning of Madhurya is sweetness. So it is all of the relationships there are uh, soaked with that sweetness. And because of that, um, that sweetness overcomes any opulence that the Lord might have in anywhere else, right? Uh, for instance, we see um, uh, uh, Arjuna was uh, a friend of Krishna, right? Very intimate. They sleep slept on the same bed. Arjuna would keep his feet next to Krishna's head. Krishna would keep his feet next to Arjuna's head, right? So that was how intimate they were. But then when Arjuna saw Krishna's Form on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, he folded his hands in reverence and he said, "Oh, I'm very sorry that you know I said so many things or treated you or spoke to you in a, in a joking way, right? Please forgive me." But at the same time, when we see, uh, say, Mother Yashoda, Krishna opens his mouth, and Balaram says, or you know, his friends are saying, "Krishna ate dirt," <laughs> and Krishna says, "I didn't eat dirt." They're all lying. So Mother Yashoda asked Balaram, he says, Did Krishna eat dirt? Well, no, Balaram wouldn't lie. He said, Yes, he did eat dirt. <laughs> so Mother Yashoda takes Balaram's words over Krishna's and he says, Open your mouth, let me see. So Krishna, instead of showing the dirt, he showed the entire universe, right? The wall of creation. Mother Yashoda sees that and then she says, Oh, something must have been coming over my son, that he's not Narayan or anything. He's not the Lord, right? His, that, that sweetness, that love that those residents have uh, for Krishna is so great that it gulfs all of his uh, opulence, right? Therefore, uh, Lord Brahma, he, uh, in the in the Bhagavatam, in 10 kanto chapter 14, uh, you know he relates to Krishna when he apologizes, right? Because even he is uh, he was um, dumbfounded, right this can't is this my Lord? <laughs> is this the Lord that I've been worshiping when he sees Krishna and how he's acting and interacting with the um, the cowherds? they're taking food from their mouth and putting it into his mouth. He's taking fruit from his mouth and he putting it into their mouth, right. All these things would not be tolerated <laughs> in Vaikuntha, right? In um, other places. So Lord Brahma becomes very confused. But then when he realizes that, yes, Krishna is indeed his Lord, uh, he apologizes and he says, I, I do not know. Uh, how will you ever repay these people, right? Of Raja for their um, devotion, right? You gave, you're ready to give Putna the position of a mother just because she gave you a poison breast. What will you give these individuals who have given you everything, right? Um, so, this is uh, 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 the Krishna that uh, we are all uh, striving for, right? Um, So it also gives us a reflection then, what is it that uh, we need to work on, right? To come to that point of accepting Krishna for who he is and not, uh, you know, putting restrictions on him also, right? So how will we get there, right? That's the question that becomes a question. Well, how do we get to that point? Um, And uh, if not for Krishna himself, right? Right coming as chaitanya mahaprabhu um uh, that that window or that that abode would be closed off right therefore uh, rupa goswami praises chaitanya mahaprabhu as namo mahavadanyaya krishna prema Pradayati krishnaya krishna chaitanya nam nigovishri right so he says this is the 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 most munificent of Krishna right he is giving he's openly giving this this abode of Raja to all of us right and how do we get it how do we get it uh, he gives us in a, in a very easy way actually right what is how what is the uh, the way right uh, and it's very easy he says nam nam
2: akari danija jasarva shaktis He says,
1: My Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, in your holy name, there is all good fortune for the living entity. And therefore you have many names such as Krishna and Govinda by which you expand yourself. You have invested all your potencies in these names. You're in those names and there are no hard and fast rules for remembering them. My dear Lord, although you bestow such mercy upon the fallen, conditioned souls by liberally teaching your holy names, I am so unfortunate that I commit offenses while chanting the holy name, and therefore I do not achieve attachment for chanting. So how do we get there? Uh, As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said himself, it's through the holy name, right? Right, this uh, this sankirtana that he has brought down, this prema sankirtana. Right, when he was he said, when he was uh, uh, chanting or has his party, right, uh, going through Jagannath Puri, uh, Guru Maharaj relates to us the story. Uh, Pratapa Rudra, the king there, uh, he saw it and he asked one of his advisors. Whose kirtan is that? Why is it so ecstatic? Right? i said, Oh, that is the prema kirtana of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Right? So, this, this name is being uh, uh, empowered and given to us uh, in the disciplic succession. Right? Today is also the appearance day of uh, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada, who brought this name to the West. Right? Um, and also gave us our guru maharaj uh, yeah. so we are we are uh, indebted to uh, that uh, parama guru for uh, coming here and uh, continuing to spread this name because we get this name through the devotees right and then uh, it is up to us to then delve deep dig deep uh, Sridhar maharaj uh, uh, talked about the, the great ocean uh, that is there that the name has right to to de- dig deep into that ocean and harvest uh, that nectar don't settle for anything else right um, uh, and so this is what Srila Prabhupada brought to the west and gave to our Guru Maharaj our Guru Maharaj is giving to us um, and then it is up to us then take it up and chant, uh, and follow it uh, uh, in, the, in the in the best, the most sincere way we can, and try to make progress uh, that way, right? Without trying to commit offenses, the only thing that'll stop us uh, is the the offenses, right? Inattentiveness to the offenses, and of course, the biggest of the offenses is uh, uh, to blasphemy the devotees who have dedicated their lives to the propagation of the holy names of the Lord. Right? This is the mad elephant offense that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu always war- warned us against. Right? Um, uh, so if we take that advice to heart and, and try to um, delve deeper and deeper to uh, to the holy name, the holy name itself will reveal help us, help reveal what is actually in us Right, the that that uh nature which is uh which is uh which is like that of the Rajavasis, right, which is that of the Rajavasis, uh, so that we can actually go there and uh, interact with Krishna uh in his truest sense, uh, Rajendana and Krishna. So, with that, um, uh, kind of came to the end of uh my talk. Thank you all for uh patiently listening as I was trying to (laughs) go through uh, this. Um, I'm not used to writing things down and then trying to read, uh, but uh, I thought I'd try to do that just to keep my thoughts a little
0: little clearer. Um, But if you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, uh, you can please say something.
3: Krishna, Thank you, thank you so much for your inspiring lecture. Uh, uh, in, uh, I thought about, because you said about Matura, Varka, and uh, Gokui, mm. and in my, in my mind so, uh, was uh, such a question, because you said that in Matura the devotees are living, you know, eternal. Yeah, of Krishna,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and the same in in Mathura and in in uh, Gokul. So uh, it seems that uh, when when uh, because Guru Maharaj said on a lecture that we are uh, from uh, Vishnu, from you know uh, like uh, uh, soul, we are uh, we are from Vishnu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in this in this moment. And, and, and for example, the Vishnu decide where will um, this jiva soul will be in in the you know, eternal life decides, or or it's uh, it's free. I mean, because you said uh, on, on the last part of, on your lecture that uh, because of uh, uh, Mahaprabhu and the holy name, all ho- which uh, he will give us. Through the parampara, we can is is a, is a is a window to go to the to the Goku. So, uh, my question is, uh, when when the jiva go, uh, comes from you know from 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 the from the Vishnu, it's uh, uh, Vishnu decides when 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 the jiva will will, will go will finish or will uh, go. Could you say something?
1: Um. So that question, Prabhu, uh, I remember reading from Srila Shridhar Maharaj, he was saying that um, we do have free will, right? We do have liberty to choose, right? Where we want to go and when we want to go and how we want to go. So the Lord never interferes in in that, right? Uh, that free will to say that, oh, now this person can come and that person can come. Yes, he has the ability to do it, Right. Uh, because he is sort of, as Bhagavatam says, is independent. Um, but uh, the jiva itself has should have some ability to choose uh, where it goes and when it goes, right? Even then, also, some jivas, uh, we see that, uh, for example, like example of like Hanumanji, um, we might say, like from this, in you know, the talk, we say, yes, well, Raja is the 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 most perfect, right? But Hanumanji, he says, no, well, yeah, that might be fine, but I like to serve Ramachandra, <laughs> right? So he doesn't care about anybody else but Ramachandra. So for him, Ramachandra is that is it. Right, nothing, nothing worth, nothing higher. <laughs> he doesn't care for anything higher. Right, so each of the jivas also has their own, um, has their own, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you say, um, internal nature
0: that comes out, right, as they progress. So that's, I don't know, does that help? Yes, thank you. Anything else? Well, no other questions or comments. I thank you all for patiently, again,
1: listening. If there is anything wrong in what I said, uh, please understand. It's probably my own fault in presenting it. (laughs) My own understanding is, is a work in progress as it says right um uh, but uh it's uh, i tried to delve and try and grasp a few things that i heard uh, or studied or uh tried to learn from and try to present to you all so please forgive me for those shortcomings so and
2: with vancha Sindhu patita Nanth Koti
0: Vaishnavindiki Chai Param Nan Ki Chai Hare Krishna Pramod. Thank you so much. Thank you.